0: All right, guys, welcome to episode 31 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where I asked WWE for my release this week, and they decided to tack on six more months to my contract because of injury. Brandon,
1: that's a dirty game, man. How do they hold these guys hostage?
0: They just want to leave,
1: uh, man. They just want to go I home.
0: Mean, the, the thing is, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like, it's within their contractual right. Like, we can argue if it's morally wrong or not, but there is a clause that you know, hey, if you know these guys missed time due to injury, they can tack it on. So they're like, hey, I need my release. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, we're not giving it to you. You're gonna <laughs> fulfill your contract. And oh, hey, by the way, remember you missed six months because of an injury? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and tack that on. It's a dirty game.
1: So but at least they're still going to get paid though, right? Like they still get paid for whatever they Well, yeah, paid I mean, for. at the yeah, end of the day. Contract at the right
0: end there. of the day they still get paid. So I mean, oh, it's good. it's not all too bad. It's it's creatively bad, like, you know, yeah. it might suck like that, but like it monetarily it's not going to hurt them too much. I mean, is
1: it petty? Is it petty to do that? A little bit. I mean, a little bit, but it's business.
0: Look, it's business and WWE's learned from, you know, mistakes they made in the past. You know, they had Lex Luger showing up on a live Nitro because they failed to negotiate a, a hard contract. You know, they went off of, a, you know, his word and bond at the time and you can't do that anymore. So, you know, they know what they're doing. They basically are like, you know, all right, AEW, you want to compete? Well, we're not going to give you Luke Harper right away. We're not going to give you the revival right away. Uh they might be getting somebody else that's a pretty big name. Uh, so, you know, uh, that big Wait. name, I think we should probably talk about him in a little bit. But you know, oh, before man. we get into everything, right. I did want to remind everybody, all of our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, uh, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, uh, Russian webs- website that you might be scumming our podcast on. Go ahead oh, and give us some Uber Bitcoin off too. of that. Was that?
1: Yeah, give us a five-star on the Uber ride. Just On case. the Uber ride. Give us a five-star
0: yeah. for Uber driving. Um, things like that, you know. And I did want to exclusively announce, guys. Uh, so this is going to be exclusive for just listeners of the podcast. Uh, not posting this yet. If you want to cop our T-shirts. Well, let me, let me start that over again. Rewind. Here we go, guys. We now have a store on ProWrestlingTees.com. So we have two t-shirt designs up right now, basic logo, and then a parody shirt of a certain somebody that might be holding two belts right now. Can't say it. What? But if you would like to cop exclusive merchandise before anybody else, because the store is live, but we are not advertising yet, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Akenny for your thoughts. We're going to have some more designs coming soon, including one of Brandon that I already have up here in the Dome, <laughs> but you know, can't reveal that yet. So again, exclusive just this week until we put, go live with the link that is for the listeners and viewers of the podcast only.
1: Now, are, are we going to have a uh, booth at the next wrestling convention? <laughs>
0: We're going to have a booth at StarCast. Yeah, that's apparently... No. I would have to get in contact with Conrad Thompson. All
1: right. Make sure we get some uh, big league gear made.
0: <laughs> well, guys, you got to help us out, okay? going to throw it right there to everybody who's watching us live right now. We are limited to four designs unless we sell 25 shirts or more. So please support the podcast. Buy twenty five shirts and <laughs> hand them out. <laughs> hand them out to your friend, your grandmother, your brother's wife that you don't really like, but you tolerate just a little bit. Send one to Brandon because God knows he needs merchandise. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Verbal McMahon who's jumped on our live. Uh, he was one of our favorite guests, man. Uh, I don't know what, what episode was that. I don't even remember. <laughs> but uh, we had an amazing, fire. yeah, we had an amazing interview. And yes, he does spit that half fire. Go check his Instagram to see what we're talking about. A freestyle like no other. Uh, Shout out to him. But anyway, you know, we got a limited amount of time before we get into an amazing, amazing interview, guys. We did an an interview with Joseph Woods, a.k.a. Jojo Woods. Um, He is training right now to be a professional wrestler. Uh, What's really cool is I like that in the last episode we had, episode 30, we have someone like Josiah Williams. Shout out to him. He's currently driving to Orlando to start working at NXT as we speak. Um, But we had someone who's embarking on their dreams, who's essentially accomplished their dreams. Now they're working for WWE. This week, we had a chance to kind of take it a step back and interview someone who is hoping to be there one day and just starting his journey, just starting training to be a professional wrestler and kind of pick his brain on what the process is like, get his backstory. So it's cool. I'm really happy with this episode because I feel like we're going to look back and go, man, we had this guy on, you know, before he did anything. And this guy will undoubtedly be a star on the indies. He's got the right mindset. He's got the drive and he's got the passion. So that's my endorsement right there. Don't let me down, Jojo. He's
1: (laughs) He's got the look too, man.
0: Dude, and, and that's the thing. It's like you can see the pieces coming together, the, the pieces of clay just being tacked on to him. Right. It's like he started out looking one way and he slowly but surely developed. Uh, I'm talking about Jojo here. And, you know, now he's got a certain look. He's working on his gimmick. It's slowly coming together and it's cool to see, man. And he's such a humble guy. Like, honestly, he was, you know, messaging me afterwards and saying, oh, man, thank you for that interview. It was So awesome. My first podcast and couldn't be more gracious. And it's like, he's thanking us when we should be thanking him. So thank you, Jojo, for the interview. Um, but before we get into that interview, thank you for the heart, uh, emoji there. I appreciate that. Uh, be- but before we get into that interview, we got two weeks of wrestling to catch up on because we skipped an episode last week. I wanted y'all to see the interview with wrestling flow, Josiah Williams. Um, so we skipped an episode last week. So, Let's get into the important stuff. I think the first thing we should get into: what the hell's going on with that Firefly Funhouse there, Brandon? <laughs> Dude, I dig these segments. I don't know
1: how people are feeling about them, but I'm liking it. I, I thought I was going to be like, "Oh, why are they changing this character now?" But maybe it needed a, a character change. And I like it because he still sort of throws back to it, you know, here and there. He's sort of cutting back and forth between sort of a good Bray Wyatt and like an evil one. And uh, I'm digging the little puppets.
0: I will tell you, I think anybody else given this gimmick would have been the kiss of death for their character. But Bray Wyatt, the man, you know, Wyndham Rotunda, it, the man is so good at his character. He's good at subtleties. He's so good just like at you know, it doesn't just come across as hokey. It could, it could have. Like, I mean, you've given a, a children's show kind of gimmick. You could easily just be hokey. But he still got the subtleties of the looking in the camera and just like going bug-eyed and like saying certain things that make you go, okay, there's something more to this character. There's more depth. Like you can tell there's like a a disingenuous quality about what he's saying. You can tell that there is a torment behind his words. You know, he's like this week he painted a picture of you know the house that Randy Orton burned down, <laughs> and he's I wish basically
1: had orton, orton and they like posing, that been Orton doing the <laughs> yeah.
0: doing the pose, um. But, you know, there's like basically stuff to say, like there's pain behind what he's doing. So it's almost like as if, you know, there's so many directions they can go. We can speculate and we could all be wrong at the same time. Like, are they going in a direction where, you know, he's trying to say, you know, kids, you know, I'm trying to be nice to kids and and have them, you know, be on a good path because someone like Randy Orton and all these other people have affected me and I don't want to be like that. I want to be a better example for these kids. We could go in a direction where he's completely disingenuous and basically he's using this to say, you know, you people have wronged me and I'm coming to get you and he could be a heel. So he could be a heel off of this. He could be a baby face off of this. Like, you don't know what direction they're going. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really interesting to see. And like you said, I mean, I didn't think he needed character change. And I was like, at first I was kind of like, why are they doing this? And then, it, all it took literally. I mean, these promos are four minutes each, so we have literally eight minutes of of this character. And within two minutes, I was like, oh, okay, he's got something here. Yeah, he's definitely, especially he's got gloves. the The gloves say it all, you know. <laughs> he's got one that's hurt. He's got one that says heal. So he has yeah. choices, you know. He can whatever he wants to do. And uh, it's pretty damn cool. It's pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I like looking it.
0: forward. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What are you saying?
1: Oh no, I, I I like I was saying I like it. I think these kind of segments and these kind of characters sort of work for the writing staff or whatever that they have there. I think they're better at sort of writing for and crafting for these type of characters than they are. Maybe. But,
0: but I you see again, I, I, I don't even want to give credit to the writing team though, because again it's his execution yeah. of it. Because yeah. if you give this character to someone and they're like, You're gonna have me do a children's show. I don't think it would have come across well, like if they weren't really feeling it. But when he's like, wowie, you know, like, what, what does he say? Wowie, oh, I can't even remember. Yowie, wowie, or whatever. And he's just like looking at the camera, like, huh. And then he goes, sociopath, S O C. Like, it's just little things that he's doing. And I'm intrigued. And it's so funny. It's so funny. And I get to see this. And, and, and if you're one of these wrestling fans, I apologize, but I got to say it. There's so many damn wrestling fans that are like, this character stupid. And it's like, how is it stupid? You haven't even let the character develop. In two weeks, we've seen a lot of development. Like, the majority of people, don't get me wrong, the majority of people see the value in the character. They're like, oh, this is going somewhere good. But a lot of people just shit on it right away. And it's like, those are the people that you can't satisfy. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't even watch wrestling. Because it's like, how can you say that this character is not good when you haven't seen anything yet? I'm just saying People like Brandon, you know. (laughs)
1: That's right. Oh, there's another uh, character. How about the Uber driver, Sami Zayn?
0: Sami Zayn. It's funny. He's. I was a little bit skeptical of this character because I was like, it's very similar to Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what? Bryan's out, so
0: why not? Right. You know, blessing in disguise maybe for Sami Zayn that we don't have a similar character in Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan's more of the you know. Uh, vegan kind of stuff. But again, it, it, it Sammy Zane's tapping into something that he really feels. It's kind of himself with the volume turned up. You know, he really did on edge and Christians podcast. He said, I didn't really miss the wrestling business, but he, you know, he said it in such a way that was like, I made sure to enjoy my time off and really connect with myself. Of course, in WWE TV, he's saying more <laughs> of, you know, I didn't miss wrestling. I hate, I don't want to do this crap. But I would leave if I could, you know, like s- stuff like that. So very tongue in cheek, you know, so very, very good character, really liking it. Um, he's right about the fans, he's calling out the fans, and he's absolutely right with it. And it's crazy, it's so funny. Um, but
1: is it, is it fair though that he's got sort of that mouthpiece to just sort of go after the fans? It's like, what can the fans do in response? You know, they just gotta take Sami Zayn coming out there laying into everybody. You know, so do you we do not We don't know what we want, you know. We're, you know, this and that, running the fans down. Our criticisms aren't aren't fair. They are
0: fair. the fact the fact that you have a problem with them just means that you're one of those fans.
1: <laughs> I'm one of those fans.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. And, and Brandon, you, Brandon's looking for somebody to avenge him and to defend him. And I'm not going to be that guy, Brandon, because yeah, is yeah, absolutely who, right.
1: Who, who feuds with with Sami Zayn? Who is like the everyman or sort of the the, the you know internet? It's fan funny. I would usually sort of go say him,
0: you know I would usually say day O'Brien or Sami Zayn, but the irony is they are playing the characters that are against the crowd. So it's like, who do you do? Like, do, do you have John Cena come out? Like that's the only guy I can think of. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, like you got those kind of characters. Yeah, who, I mean, yeah, who
1: in the roster now? Do you think they even have anybody on the roster now that could really play that?
0: I don't know. And that's it's funny. I'm stumped and I I like being stumped, guys. I actually genuinely liked the fact that I can't I can't see where they're going with that storyline. As long as they don't have Bobby Lashley's sisters come out again, <laughs> um I'm pretty happy. But speaking of which, uh have you heard all these rumors that are going on with Leo Rush?
1: Yeah, what's going on with that? I I didn't get to read it all, but it was, was it some weird was like, uh, he was bringing his wife or something to backstage. And, and again,
0: my, and then, my disclaimer here is no disrespect to Leo rush. I'm just going to say what the rumors are. And yeah. I personally have defended Leo rush in social media and been saying, like, I don't believe any of this crap because I've talked to him, um, on Instagram and he's like super, super nice like behind the scenes. Um, but supposedly it was like, he was bringing his wife on the road and, they were saying like I think Finn Balor kind of approached him and said like Vince right. is gonna have a problem with that and he like went off on Finn. Um, I don't believe on any of these rumors for a second, right. uh, which is weird because the rumors.
1: Like, yeah, it's like when since when does you know Finn speak for McMahon or why would he even care? Like I think why, why I he let think McMahon take care of that. The
0: context, no, the, no, no, no. You're right? you're taking that wrong. The context right. and that is basically if it was true that Finn would was basically trying to be a friend and saying like yo listen like this can be a problem this can be how office perceives it you know trying to be like a, the the hero if you will like okay. the locker room leader and saying yo this is this is how it can be perceived and then he blew up on him and finn's supposed to be like the nicest guy again these are the the rumors uh, i don't believe it i do believe he does have heat in some way for the way he says things but i don't have, think it has anything to do with uh, his wife or anything i I don't think he's brought his wife on the road from what I've seen pictures. He posts like stuff every day and it does not seem like he's posting pictures of his wife when he's on the road. Uh He just posts pictures when he's back from the road with her. So I don't even think she's on, she's on the road with him just from what I've seen. Um But anyway, Um do you think he's getting... going to AEW? <laughs> no, not at all. And that's the last I'm gonna talk about that. He's gonna he's definitely staying with WWE. I don't see him being released or anything like that. Um, let's get into the money in the bank ladder matches. Have you seen these, Brandon?
1: Yes, I did see the ladies and the men's. Which one are you gonna right, about first?
0: Well, that's exactly what I was gonna ask you, Brandon. Do All you right. like the men do you like men or do you like women? You know what?
1: I love the ladies. Everyone knows the co host <laughs> loves the ladies. So let's, let's get right into it. I
0: kind of knew that's where we were going, just FYI. Yeah. How about well, let's Alexa. get into it.
1: <laughs> Alexa Bliss coming out in all for glory. You know, she's laying down the gauntlet. She's like, this is who's going to be in here. But so I was surprised
0: to see Dana Brooke. Yeah. So let's mention who's in this right now. It is um, Natalia, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Moon uh you got mandy rose and you got bailey so first and foremost without just detailing it here our guys watch our fans they watch the shows all right so without just running it down of how it came about brandon who do you got in this match
1: this is tough man uh
0: (sighs) yes yes by the way brandon did become old school jerry lawler for a second just <laughs> shouting out puppies and stuff like that. Jesus, Brandon. It's 2019, bro. <laughs> the I mean, wait,
1: maybe Natalia because she's been there for a little bit. So maybe give what? Yeah, I mean Natalia's been a good hand. I mean, you got her in the match. Maybe you you, you give her the belt, the the uh, the briefcase. I don't think so. No,
0: dude. I I will. I'm gonna tell you who's not getting the briefcase. All right, I'll tell you that because there's too many people (laughs) I think they could get it. Yeah, Carmella's not getting the briefcase. Absolutely not. Alexa Bliss is absolutely not getting the briefcase.
1: She doesn't need it.
0: Dana Brooke is absolutely not getting the briefcase.
1: (laughs) I don't know. They Natalia had
0: 0% chance (laughs) of getting the briefcase, which leaves the only half of the roster or the, the half of the match that I think can get the briefcase. Narrow it down to Naomi, Maybe Ember baby. Moon, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, and Bailey. Yeah. If you forced my hand, I would say Bailey. Only because she needs the character resurgence the most. Ember Moon, you can have still still contend for the title. She's still new enough that it's like, you know, she can do something and have a championship match and win the title, let's say, at SummerSlam bailey has kind of been run through the mud almost and her smackdown run is starting off on a good pace so why not continue that momentum with the money in the bank um mandy rose i think mandy rose can do very very well with the money in the bank because she's a heel she can uh, taunt that she's going to cash in and ultimately win her first women's championship just based off of having that briefcase and then Naomi, she needs to be redeveloped on, on raw. That's another good tool. You So any of those four, you can really, really give it to and be fine. No but love again, for Natty.
1: No love for Dana Brooke.
0: Disrespect. I don't, it is
1: Disrespect.
0: it's not, it, the, the, the funny part, I think Dana Brooke songs call respectful, just so you know. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, Natalia, man, why would you give it to Natalia? It's going it to be a waste. Um, Dana Brooke could do something with it, but I don't think they'd give it to her. That's the biggest difference. Um, but yeah, like I said, Bailey. I think Bailey wins it. I mean, we we shall see, right, Brandon? What's the bet? If 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 it's Bailey, who you bet? Who you thinking it's? By the way,
1: uh, no, for real, not not, not... not Natalia, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can't pick Natalia. Then I'll I'll, I'll go with Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose is good. Okay.
0: So if Bailey wins, what's the bet? What are you doing?
1: If Bailey wins, uh, do I have to chug something on camera?
0: Right. Badland chugs. Yeah. Brandland chugs. (laughs) Branland chugs. Dana Brooke. (laughs) Slam Hub Wrestling says, Dana Brooke loves WWE. Take that, haters. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, right. I'll, so get, let's you, I'll move get you on. some
1: Renzo's or something.
0: Yeah. Renzo's is a great restaurant in Tampa, by the way. So shout out to Renzo's. Yeah. Hopefully our latest sponsor. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so since we're on the topic of the women, uh, what I did want to talk about, I wanted to rant a little bit. We got Becky Lynch, Becky two belts. First of all, everyone's saying she's cooling off and that's because <laughs> yeah. she's no longer chasing the title she's kind of in that dominant position remember austin was always better when he was chasing right and the, the the thing is when austin won the title he was still chasing because mcmahon was trying to get the title off of him becky the only reason becky seems like eh, kind of right now in most people's eyes i would say is because she's not really doing anything she's not being chased um and that's or no she's not chasing i should say do you think she's sense. being
1: overexposed having to be on both uh, shows kind of cutting the same promo yeah,
0: i didn't yeah i was gonna say i don't like that aspect but i think that's about to be rectified so i'm about to give you my opinions they're very controversial here becky belts. Um, becky nobel's yeah um go back to january right before the rumble when your boy kenny said all these nxt call-ups are coming up ec3 uh ricochet all these people that are coming up our uh, ricochet actually wasn't in, in that list uh It was a heavy machinery and stuff, but your boy said the one that was going to do the best was Lacey Evans, and no one's going to see it coming. Ding, 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 ding. Have I been correct on that? Incorrect. I mean, she's getting pushed hardcore, right? She's in the she's having a women's title match at Money in the Bank. So let's let's quick out of nowhere almost. That was out of nowhere, right? Exactly. And it's um, so let's talk about the matches. It's Becky Lynch versus. Um, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw women's title and then Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title. I have a controversial take on what's going to happen. And I, I don't know, Brandon, you never really did tell me your opinion, so you tell me now. All
1: uh, right, yeah.
0: My opinion is this. What's going to happen is Charlotte is going to take Becky Lynch to the limit, ultimately, with Becky Lynch coming out on top and retaining the SmackDown Women's title. After the match, Charlotte's going to be so frustrated, she's going to put on that Charlotte face. You know the one I'm talking about, the, like the, the, the angry face? Uh, somebody pull it up right now. Somebody Google it, Charlotte face. She's going to put it on. She's going to beat the crap out of Becky Lynch. She's going to injure her knee something. Some, bo- some body part's going to be compromised. So by the time Becky Lynch comes out for her match with Lacey Evans, she is going to be hurt it's going to be a match where Becky Lynch is looking like she'll persevere and then the knee will buckle and Lacey Evans will nail the woman's right. Boom, right to the face and win her first raw women's championship. That is my opinion. Controversial. I know. I think Becky Lynch is losing the Raw women's title to Lacey Evans at money in the bank and is going to start exclusively being SmackDown property right there. What do you think, Brandon? You know what? I'm going for the swerve. I think Becky
1: Lynch will retain both belts and beat them both super similar style.
0: She, you think she is going to be She's going to beat both of them? The
1: champ champ. She's going to be champ champ. The champ
0: champ. <laughs> Becky two belts
1: through another pay-per-view.
0: I, we'll see. You'll owe me Renzos if she loses the <laughs> wrong title <laughs> to Lazy Evans. I get some Renzos. we have a question here. It says, What's your YouTube channel? It's youtube.com/slash akenny for your thoughts, guys. Join us there so you can hear Brandon's wrong opinion. I mean Brandon's opinions <laughs> as well. <laughs> but Brandon.
1: Don't let me down, Vince. You know Brandon I love my company. I,
0: I did ask some questions. Um, basically say, what questions do you have for us so that we can answer them live on air? So I'm going to cl- answer that, some of them right now. Most of them are about the same thing, so I'm going to yeah. leave that one for last. Uh, so the first question <laughs> is horrible. It says, Brandon, what's the weather like in Africa?
1: <laughs> it's hot. It's hot as hell in Africa, at least I'm assuming. And there's know, Ebola. Right? Like, what the hell? They got They got
0: people killing guys, South African guys. farmers. As much as we joke, please don't be racist. Come they on, got, guys. What else
1: do they got there?
0: They got poachers.
1: It's not all. Anyway, it's not all great there in, right. in the motherland.
0: Right. So we got another question, which we answered already, which is who do you got for the Money in the Bank winners? Did we answer it though? Let's get into the men's. You know, before we get too far off topic, we did not get into the men's. We got Ricochet. Uh, I was about to say Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin. The Viper, Randy Orton, stop and hit the pose for two seconds. Good, Brandon. There we go. Yeah. All right. Feels good. Andrade, Finn Balor, and Ali. So who are we thinking, Brandon? I, I think we're going to have the same answer. So on the count of yeah. three, let's both say it, okay? One, two, One, two, Andrade. three, Drew McIntyre. What the hell just happened there?
1: Yeah, I'm going Did you just Andrade. pick Andrade? I'm picking Andrade.
0: I You're picking I'd, Andrade. Andrade, I'm, I'm not even mad at you, yeah. but I'm surprised.
1: He's got the flash stroke right now, so they got to make they got to make moves.
0: You know he he could do well with the money in the bank. I don't see Ricochet winning it um, as much as that. Think that would be cool. I do see Ali being a sleeper candidate. I do see Ali like okay. Because here's my thing again: Drew McIntyre doesn't need it. I think they could just build him and make him win a world title, and everyone would believe it. Uh, but he's a heel, so I think he would do well with the money in the bank. But at the same time, Ali, like, you give him the title match, and it's like there's a whole different dynamic there. Uh, I don't think Finn Balor needs it, and Randy Orton definitely don't need it. <laughs> and please, for love of God, don't give it to Baron Corbin again. <laughs> he and Braun Strowman do not need that thing. They lost. Yeah. But then again, you could rectify that, right? One of them wins and wins the world title. Uh, but... Right now, we do have a babyface WWE champion, that being Kofi Kingston. Um, and I guess, a, a, what do you call it? A babyface uh, Universal champion. So I think you give it to a heel in this case. But, yeah. man, I mean, Andrade, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking about it now. Andrade winning the world title off of Kofi Kingston would be monster heat.
1: I'm feeling either one, man. Either either him or, or McIntyre. I, um, I'd be fine with nice but, um yeah i'm sticking with with the andrade
0: nice okay and if i win you have to take me to ranger <laughs> damn it
1: what have i done
0: so here look i mean same questions i'm glad we answered a lot of these because the questions are who's kenny think is winning the men's and the women's money in the bank who is brandon think is winning men's women so we answered that already um and then the funny part, the rest of the questions are the same thing. All just asked in different manners. <laughs> How oh, here, Africa? we got one. Here, we got one. How is Africa? <laughs> here, here's a, here's one, which I guess we'll both answer. Uh, who is your favorite WWE superstar? Uh, I think we've answered this before, but let's right. let's answer it again. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh,
1: well, as far as all time, uh, The Rock, and then current... Um, Damn, I'm gonna have to go with <laughs> Jinder Mahal. No. <laughs> no. Oh
0: no, no, that's that's funny. It's, that is a Jinder Mahal positive. No, I'm trying to do. I can't do it because, uh, yeah, because I'm
1: too. that's funny though. Sure yeah. is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do the Mahal. I think the Miz is probably my my current roster guy. Even one. as a
0: baby face though.
1: Yeah, I think he does both pretty pretty well, man. I, definitely, he, he's better. I think it's better. You know, he's a bi- he's heels, a bisexual right? performer, right, yeah, right? he does it both well. Yeah, he does it both ways, both holes. He's good.
0: <laughs> so let's get into one final thing before we go um, into the interview with JoJo Woods. Here, uh, the question I'm going to read all of them just to show you. Well, not all of them because there's like twenty of them. So I'm going to read like five of them. A lot of people are interested in our opinion on this. So here we go. It says explain the Moxley Ambrose situation Kenny, explain it. The next one is how happy were you to know that the Dean storyline Dean Ambrose storyline was a work, which is funny. Uh, another one says where do you want to see John Moxley get signed? And the other one says could John Moxley be joining AEW? It says one of my dream matches is him versus uh, Jimmy Havoc. So, I mean, everybody's a little bit interested. Have you even seen this yet, Brandon? Have you even I, seen I it? I heard he did a promo. Not uh, only have you heard it, it is on our YouTube right now. So if you want to see that, it has 3,000 views as we speak.
1: Holy uh, crap, man.
0: It is on our YouTube. You can go see the John Moxley interview. So, my yeah. boy, it's funny, one of our favorite guests, uh, Charles Line, a.k.a. the Bull Cut Kid, uh, he posted a picture with Dean Ambrose, who was at you know the cauliflower Club, um ceremony uh, on April 30th, and he posted a picture with him, not knowing that literally at 11:59, his is the last time he was a WWE employee. 12 a.m. He was no longer under contract to WWE as of May 1st at 12 a.m., and he dropped a promo. He, cha- he remember he has not been on social media since 2012. Does not do social media reopened his twitter under john moxley and dropped a promo of him breaking out of prison a lot of symbolism there right breaking yeah. out of prison they were trying to hold it a lot of things were trying to hold him back i mean even little things There was there was a dog chasing him big dog think about it like i mean there's like a lot of symbolism going on here right and then you know he's just just about to get out and he gets caught in the barbed wire and he has to pull it you know off and he's you know bleeding he cut himself you know you can say he hurt himself on the way out but you know he had to do it and you know it just ends with three letters that say mox so john moxley is back and i have never czw he's going to czw CZW. he's going to combat zone is getting john moxley going back to where he came from uh Remember that one time? Sorry, off off topic here. But remember that one time in TNA, Booker T was speaking in African accent and take and talking about chickens. I hundred percent do. There's a, there is Booker like Booker T is is so talented that he even made that awesome. Like he could make anything. He you gotta understand he he was an English king for many years and it was like his greatest <laughs> character you know like how many people like just could like he's like oh the the what do you call it the pinkies up is kind of snobby so he just did the like this and that was like the big pose and he made it work you guys are talented it goes back to the bray wyatt thing sometimes guys are just talented enough to get something over that on paper might not sound good but if if you just put your full effort into it you can make it because how many other people got king of the ring and they were like, "Oh, you're supposed to act English or do whatever," and they just pissed it away. Booker T, a guy that was been promoted, like was, his wrestling career, like he was from Harlem, New York. He's from actually from Houston, and you know talks with that kind of accent and stuff. All of a sudden, becomes, "I am King Booker," and gets it over. Let that be your lesson, guys. Let that be your lesson that if you dedicate yourself to your craft, you can get something over. Even if it's a lame
1: English king, <laughs> even if it's a
0: lame English king, but hey, we go. We talk about that with JoJo as well. You know, sometimes just being dedicated to your craft. So we'll get into that. Uh, but back to John Moxley, I have never seen within five minutes of being released from WWE. Shout out from Jersey. Shout out to to you as well. I don't know how to pronounce your name, Xlanders X. Um. Five minutes of being released from WWE, or t- having his contract expire technically, yeah. he got John Moxley over. Crazy. It was it, viewed millions of times. Yeah, it's like I,
1: two million times. But it's one embedded this videos, man. It's
0: this is the problem I have with some guys. Guys get released from WWE, and then they go to like indie federations, and they don't market themselves. Within five minutes of being released from WWE, he had a video online that says basically without saying it was, I'm no longer Dean Ambrose. I've broken out of that character. I am John Moxley. So now people are literally, you heard all the questions. Nobody was like, what do you think about the Dean Ambrose storyline? Or what do you think about the Dean Ambrose promo? It was, what do you think about the John Moxley promo? He has rebranded himself within one day we're now forgetting about Dean Ambrose and we're remembering who the hell John Moxley is. I stress to you, anybody who's listening here who one day may sign with WWE, if you are leaving the big time, if you will, utilize your time properly right there, rebrand yourself. So when you get onto the indies again, your name is out there. I, Dean Ambrose has done it the best. And I want to talk about something because. The other day, I said this in the chat with you and another friend. We talk about wrestling in that chat. Brandon, I said there is no name right now in AEW that is the it guy that can bring the eyes to the product. I said that a couple days ago. I don't think uh, so. Omega? I was going to say Omega is great, but Omega has a certain fan base. He already has the indie fans. Okay, you have Chris Jericho, who is already venturing out of WWE. I
1: get you, I get you, yeah.
0: Like, there, there was no guy that was like, and I hate to say this because I know what's going to happen when I say it, but there was no guy crossing the line, if you were That's will. right. Damn it. <laughs> I knew I you that, it. You know it. You know it. But they needed an It star, and there was only two names I could think of. CM Punk, John Moxley. And now there's a very, very good chance, because one of the questions was, where do you think John Moxley's going? I do think he's going to AEW. I do think the reason he's leaving WWE is because he talked to some of the guys at AEW and said, look, I'll come there. He's got basically got a new energy because he's like, WWE doesn't need me, but AEW would need me. And he's going to go be the face of AEW. This is my opinion. My opinion, I could be completely wrong, but I think he's going to go become the face of AEW, be the it star, if you will. And, I mean, I'll say it like this in 96, the click ran the wrestling business. All right. You got Hogan, you had Hogan, Hall and Nash on one side and you had triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, new age outlaws and X-Pac on the other side. Right. I think that's what we're about to see. I think we're about to see the shield run the wrestling business. You got the big dog and SmackDown. You got God, I hated saying that, uh, the big dog, um, you got Seth Rollins as the Universal Champion on Raw. I think you'll have John Moxley over in AEW, which they'll be on TBS or TNT. I'm we'll gonna call my shot right now.
1: Let's hope.
0: Wrestle Mar- Marvel for three, three, three. Your biggest fan, Brandon says, "What's up, yeah. Kenny? How sleepy boy?" <laughs> Talking about you. How is sleepy boy?
1: Hey, you know what? I'm awake, baby. Feeling pretty good.
0: It's feeling pretty good. But that being said. All right, guys, I think we, we said enough. Uh, we talked about John Moxley. I think that's the biggest news coming out of professional wrestling. I think we'll have a lot more to say about John Moxley. Uh, wait, we have one one last question, which you snuck in there, but I'll answer it. It says, who you reckon will be the first AEW champion? That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. It depends on who debuts or not. If Moxley debuts, I think he will be the, the first AEW champion because that – how? What better way to get your company off the ground to say, "Hey, the former Dean Ambrose showed up and won the title." Um, if not, think we had a chance of Neville uh, the, or Pac, the former Neville, or Hangman Page. I don't think it's going to be Cody or any or Omega or anything like that because sure. I don't want, I think they want to set the precedent that all oh, because we're in the office we're going to be the first AEW champion um what's cool man what's cool is we're in the month of may so double or nothing's coming up you're going to hear us talk more about aew and the possibilities and and what you know what may be uh coming up in the next couple weeks all right and that's another rumor by the way because you know on in the moxley promo he walks past a pair of dice and the numbers on the dice were two and five and uh may 25th is double or nothing so that's again, it could be coincidence, but people are speculating. Like, you know, there's a lot of symbolism in that video, like I said, about you know, big the dogs chasing them and the barbed wire and breaking out of prison. So it could be, could be uh, something they did on purpose. So that's right. We'll see. A lot see. of good we, things
1: happening in wrestling, man. We had DNA tearing down the house with uh, Gail Kim. And Tessa you Blender. just talked
0: about, yeah, well, actually, all jokes aside, Gail Kim versus. Uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard was actually a really good match. Not that Brandon right. saw it. He wants to talk about it, but he didn't see it. Look, uh, really good I'm match, saying, passing of the torch. Uh,
1: they're on the up and up. AEW's on the up and up.
0: Raw down ratings are going down. sacked <laughs> SmackDown ratings are doing horrible uh, right now. But I think we're gonna we're about to guys. We're we're on the cusp of a completely different feel in the wrestling business. We got companies coming up. Uh, WWE is going to have to do some damage control because they are not in a good spot right now. And you know, forget you know how much money they're making. When you got people are begging to leave the company, when you got writers leaving, you got superstars leaving, the ratings are going down. Change is coming. Change has to be made. Winter is coming. Winter. That's right. Winter is here. Winter is here in WWE. Don't spoil anything on Game of Thrones because I don't want to do that to any of our viewers <laughs> right now. Uh, apologize because I know Brandon. Brandon literally said, "Damn it!" because he was about to spoil something on Game I of Thrones. To
1: spoil it all,
0: so he's going to spoil uh, Endgame and he's going to spoil Game <laughs> of Thrones. But guys, without getting too convoluted, I want you to th- I want to thank you all for joining us on the live portion of the podcast where we answered some of your questions. But I'm so excited. Let's get into the interview with Mr. Jojo Joseph Woods. All right, guys, I can't wait for you to hear it. Kenny foe your thoughts? All right, guys. And now the interview portion of episode 31. We have a guy that actually I've been looking forward to interviewing for quite some time because I've been following his journey. He's Mr. Jojo Joseph Woods. How are you, buddy? How you doing, bud? I'm pretty good. So this guy is the most humble guy I've ever met, but he's training to be a professional wrestler right now, right? Yes, sir. Take every night. <laughs> taking books every night and like dude i think it's so awesome because you actually will send me like you know photos of you setting up the ring or setting up the you know chairs for the arena and stuff and like as a wrestling fan dude that i, I want to say that means a lot man like i love oh, looking at that aesthetic of just like an empty ring and like especially in your case knowing that one day you'll be in the in that ring not just setting it up right all oh, right, right right. and
2: um i mean everybody everybody training with uh, they call it paying your dues but man it's I love it. Uh, I enjoy it, and just going in there, getting the getting to set up the ring. Just you, first off, you walk into an empty an empty place, and you know that like, okay, I'm I'm about to set up this ring, and just yeah. everybody train with it. They all come together as a team, you know, and that's what's cool.
0: And, and that's awesome, man. Because like I, I noticed that, like when you send me those pictures, that it doesn't seem like you're working. It just seems like you're in awe of what you're doing, and you really appreciate it. So, like you said most people it's paying your dues but to to me it seems like you're just having fun and you you don't oh. need to be paid almost you know i'm sure you want to be paid eventually but you know <laughs> i mean let's go for everything <laughs> but but man let's let's start all the way from the beginning um so dude how old are you i'm
2: 30 years old
0: 30 years old man and i think yeah. that's what inspired me because hint hint i'm 30 years old too i think that's what drew me to you <laughs> because i'm like man i have you know, not to talk about myself, but I'm like, man, I've hit every excuse in the book not to try to become a professional wrestler, and oh, age man. is the biggest one. You know, man, so-
2: that's everybody I've trained with, like all the the senior trainers. They they all tell me don't downplay your age. You know, don't say I'm getting too old for this. Or I, only, I hope I get like five years out of this because I mean it's just about how you keep, you know, just how you how well you keep yourself, how how good you keep your body, and but age is not a factor in wrestling. But yeah. We,
1: yeah, so uh, if i may ask why why start now? I mean, why not like earlier? Was it just one of those <laughs> things that just happened? Like, oh, how no, does it no, I, feel I, Are you you just feeling good and you're like, Hey, what the hell? I was
2: like ten years old, but I wanted to be a wrestler. I knew okay. I wanted to be a wrestler. I was like being in school, always backyard wrestling and just we always had always had the group of friends that we all wrestled and like I, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, but just getting older, going through life, I, I had a oldest son when i was 18 and uh just priorities man priorities just kind of took me from that i didn't really take me from that but i just had to take take care of my goals first before i wanted to focus on something that you know for me because i feel like that would be it's more not really being selfish but it's just that's if i want to be a wrestler that's going to take a lot or that's going to put a lot of attention on me while i focus on me So I had to make sure and just get my housing together and just make sure everything, all my ducks were in in line for my family before I could focus on doing something that I want to
0: do. Dude, you're speaking speaking to me, man. I'm telling you, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm living vicariously through you because like I did the same thing, you know, I bought a house at 24, got a good job, did all these things that like, sometimes you're expected to do in life. You're, you expect them of yourselves and then, you know, had a kid at 28, and then I told myself, well, now I'm 30, I'm too old. And then something happened around, you know, 20, you know end of 29 that I said, why am I not pursuing my dreams? Like, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start a wrestling podcast. I literally, that was like my step into the wrestling business, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, all
2: you, all you can do is try.
0: Right, and it's like, if you try and fail, at least you tried.
2: I don't want to go through life just thinking like, what is it? You don't want to go right. through thinking that.
0: Exactly, and I felt like I was going to wake up at forty and go. I never tried. I never, I never tried to do anything. It's like that's that's only ten years away. So, I mean, was it something like that for you, where you like you couldn't face yourself and you said, you know what, at least I'm going to try this damn thing? Um, not necessarily like
2: like to that extent, but um, like I actually got into I've always been a wrestling fan, and I was a big MMA fan, and I got into jiu-jitsu first, and I got. I was rolling around in one of the dojos I was training in, and this new guy came in, and uh, he got me an arm bar, and he just yanked the hell out of my arm and, like, really did a number on my elbow, and uh, it just hurt me being at work. Like, uh, it bothered me for, like, three months. It took me a while to get over that, and I was telling my, my wife now about it, and um we just... I don't know. I figured kind of wrestling would be a little more safer if I want to get into <laughs> physical, and, Dude, uh, yeah. but I, at the time I didn't know any, any promotions around. That's why right. I never really followed wrestling either. And Jiu was everywhere. Uh, j- you know, a little jujitsu building. So I got, that's
0: originally what I got into. Dude, that's hilarious. I, again, it's like, I feel like every guest we have on, I, I find something to, you know, like relate to because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, I don't, we've never discussed this, but I'm trained in Jiu too. That's, that's the style of karate that, um, I pursued ever since I was nine years old. Oh, so man, it's, so, it's the, so
2: entertaining, man.
0: It, and I was going to say, I mean, like it's one of the most entertaining styles because it mixes a lot of like what you want to do, you know. Um, and, and for the same reason, like I didn't I'm nine years old, you don't know what wrestling or like what a wrestling school is. So I was like, I told my no. mom, Can you get me into karate, like, you know, and you feel like you're doing something physical, you know. So I don't know about you, but like sparring was my favorite.
2: Oh man, I love it. I still, I still spar to this day. <laughs>
0: right. It. It's just because of that hand-to-hand combat sport. You know, it's it's the same thing like MMA. It's the same thing like wrestling. Yeah, exactly.
2: It is. It is, and it's yeah. a. Um, I look at like jujitsu and wrestling. I look at it as because I'm am a construction worker. I have a craft that I, that I do, and I look at it as a craft. And I just, in order to get good at my craft, I have to put the time in. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm putting the time in my work so I can get better at it.
0: Which goes back, I mean, to those messages that I get. I mean, I've told this to you and I'll say it to our audience too. I've said, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to succeed in the wrestling business just because of the way you talk about things. Like when you're talking about like training and, and doing things, you're always talking about getting better and putting in the work to get to that point. There's never a point where you're like, you either, I don't want to say feel confident, but it's it's almost like you're always adding pieces of, of clay to the puzzle, you know? You're adding pieces always, of each product. And it's like, that's one thing I admire about you because I'm just like, this guy gets it. Like, his work ethic alone is going to get him, you know, places. I, I that's, mean, a guy,
2: that's, that's the idea. <laughs> right. And, and
0: a guy I can think of that's like that, you know I mean? Like, look at the guy that just won the WWE champion, uh, championship, I should. Oh, that's very think. true. It's Kofi Kingston. He's a guy that just kept plugging away and plugging away. Workhorse. Plugging away. Workhorse, right. And, like, wouldn't take no for an answer. And I, I see a lot of that in you, and I know that's a that's a really big comparison to make. You know, comparing you to the WWE <laughs> champion. Um, no, I mean that's it's awesome. But <laughs> let's let's take it all the way back, man. Let's take it all the way back to your being. Uh, when did you get um, you know hooked to wrestling? Like when did what was the first time oh, you watched gosh. wrestling?
2: I was actually I was living in Austin, Texas, and I was I had to be like nine or ten, and I was at we were at my dad's buddy's house is on like a it was a Sunday or a Saturday I know they're but they're off on weekends they're barbecuing and um I was it was like it was on Saturday or Saturday or Sunday I was watching King I was watching some highlights from Raw and it was the highlights on Kane and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and there was the, their build-up for King of the Ring and man when I seen Kane I was like that guy is awesome just caught my attention just a big old dude with that was mats you know and he um i just watching them watching those matches and just that's I knew then, like I was like, this is what I wanna do,
0: right the the bug bit you at that point, yeah, so and it I was, was
2: just wrestling, with my dad would I would always bug my dad about watching wrestling and he'd find it and would watch it, and he'd wrestle with me in the living room, just to keep me <laughs> keep me keep me going as a kid, just keep my my imagination with it,
0: that's with awesome. It. That's awesome that he encouraged you, you know, because a lot of parents, I think we were talking about it before we came on air. Sometimes when you have certain hobbies, you that you may say, oh, this is a bad influence on my kid. You know, like a lot of parents don't <laughs> let their kids watch wrestling because it's uh, quote unquote violent. So that's cool that your dad like just uh, let you watch and encouraged it. Do you think that had a, a, a big deal to do with why you eventually be uh, trained to become a wrestler? Oh, oh, yeah,
2: but definitely, definitely had a big deal with it, man, because my dad was dad didn't keep me into it. I would have. Uh just probably found something else to do you know and it wouldn't uh, or if it would have been like why are you watching wrestling that's fake that's stupid why are you watching that and then i would have been like you know what you're right right and would have done something else being a kid you know being impressionable but no it was not every step of the way and um we moved to we moved from austin to jasper texas and or coverville texas i mean and there, there was no wrestling schools out there. But I ended up just always talking about wrestling. I ended up getting this little group of wrestling friends, and we just made little wrestling rings in the back in the backyard and just did that.
1: Now, do you years. guys have any uh, backyard wrestling footage? I'm a big fan of that stuff. No,
2: and that's what that's what man. That's different generation, brother. We didn't have cell phones, and and our uh, parents didn't even have cell phones. They didn't even have uh, camcorders. We just. Everything, everything we did. Oh, no. <laughs> dude,
0: I, I just memory. We actually that. had a camcorder that I used to set up in the corner to to do stuff like that. So I I don't that footage is out there somewhere, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: gotta uh, we gotta find this.
0: <laughs> now, what
1: what kind of matches did you guys have? You know, in the backyard, Fed man. What were you guys doing?
2: Oh God, dude, we was um we were big into just like Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys at the TLC era. You know, like when when they were.
0: Coming up with a TLC. Uh, that was uh, a horrible like era 17th. for us, man, because it, <laughs> it, it made us Google. jump off of everything and do it yes, like, yes, yes. Like, I, like we're all, we're all in our thirties, early thirties here. We're, but two of us are thirty. Brandon, you're what, thirty-one? Yeah. So we're all around the same age. I mean, like the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian, they were just horrible influence on us.
2: Yeah, and back then, you know, ECW was really popular, and back the right. wrestling was super popular, like not like it is now. And uh, like now, it's just not even. You know, like hardcore wrestling, like like it, like in our generation is not like it is now.
0: At no, all. no, it's. I mean, they actually have safety measures put in place now. <laughs> like back then, it was like back exactly. then, it was just like, oh, hit that guy as hard as you can. Yeah. Like we don't. We have no concussion protocol <laughs> or anything.
2: But we would have um. We would have like little ladders. Oh, and we'd have table matches. Like my my father, he was my dad. He was a construction worker. He'd always bring home. And uh, like tore tore up plywood like and we'd make tables out of them and we'd have table mattresses.
1: Yeah. Your dad was just let like, you guys slam each other to tables.
2: And parents
0: were like mean, when when not, the no, kids, he was, Like my dad did stuff like that too. Like he would just like here, go do this. And they don't care.
2: Yeah, I mean he was really like he was kind of safe with it. Like he he got us a bunch of mattresses and made a ring out of it. So it wasn't like we was just wrestling on the hard ground or anything. So. Right. And we actually growing up we we were pretty safe as far as you could do for backyard wrestling for amateur wrestlers. <laughs> uh, we, we were pretty good.
0: So, I mean, th- what, what was the uh, backyard Federation called? Right? <laughs> do you remember the name?
2: Oh God, dang. Um, I think like extreme wrestling a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all had like, names yeah, like had, that. It was so close cardboard to like titles and everything. Right. Did Did you do like, I I remember we did like cardboard titles with like, Paper and stuff uh, for the strap. We
2: mm-hmm. had, like um, a yeah, we like a white cardboard title, and we took um, like I had a, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was like a little back brace or something. But we just put it, put the the cardboard part where it was like world title or United States title, and we put it on the back brace, and you put the back brace on, and it looked like a championship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for any kids listening right now, uh, we want to remind you that all of this that we're talking about, we're making up. It's completely f- – Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We re- didn't yeah, actually yeah, do any yeah. of this. Uh, we're just making this up, guys. So, so don't try this at home, okay? Okay, kiddies? <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I mean, let's fast forward a little bit. You know, did, did you – Was there ever a time that you fell out of love with professional wrestling? Because um, I know life happens, like you said. You know, you, you have your wife. You have some kids. Uh, at any point in time that you fell out of love with it?
2: Man, there was – I never – No, I never – Fell out of love with it at all. Nice. I stopped following it at a time because it was just like working. Like when I got real serious into work, I just didn't have time to watch it. And I never, I never, like, I couldn't keep up with it like I used to, like when I was a kid. And even now, like, I I mean, I don't, I think I told you about it a while back, like, I don't keep up with it, day. I don't keep up with every show, you know, but I do, I keep up with some things about wrestling. But as far as falling out, falling out of love, with it, I never fell out of love with it.
0: Nice. I just, like that. Man,
2: it's just but, life, man. You just get busy with work. You gotta take care of business first. <laughs> and yeah, then
0: Yeah, I hear you. You got a family to take care of, man. The priorities, like I I, I understand completely. Um, so you you talked about Kane. You said uh, Kane was the guy that kind of made you know the light bulb go off and you're like, ha, oh, this is what I wanna do. Uh, would you say yeah. he's your favorite wrestler or who is your favorite wrestler?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely Kane would be like, especially then. Uh in that in that era it would be like Kane, Raven, Sandman, um, Undertaker.
0: Raven, man. Raven, Raven doesn't get enough love from people. You know, a lot of people when you <laughs> say favorite wrestler, they don't say Raven. So fucking genius, let's get, man. Anyway, let's give Raven <laughs> love, man. What 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 drew you to Raven? Oh man,
2: just I mean, oh godly, it was just his style, the way he dressed, how he looked. I was like. Because when I backyard wrestled, I wore shorts and a shirt. <laughs> and this guy wrestled in shorts and a shirt. Yeah, he was ahead you know? of his
0: time. I mean, there were guys in the early two thousands. Like now it's kind of commonplace to wrestle in shirt and, and uh you know, jean shorts. And but the movies I, he
2: did were cool, man. Like he told a good yeah. story in the ring. Like even as a kid, I could yeah I could read his story, you know.
0: Yeah, man. Raven Raven's definitely one of those guys who just is very intellectual. I mean, even with his promos, they were very unique. And like I said, no one, no one dressed like that back then. Now it's common. And he can just draw you in, man. Like, oh uh, yeah.
2: I, I hope I have that those skills. Like when I'm able to get into the ring. <laughs> Heck yeah.
0: Um, so speaking of getting into the ring, I mean, um, when did you start training? Um,
2: oh gosh, uh, February, February of 2018. Oh wow, so this is not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was just, like, I wasn't real persistent with it, like, like, training. I probably got, like, a week here, a week there, you know. Um, We just now, I just now got real consistent with it uh, this year, like, in in January 2019. And we've been training almost about three days, two to three days a week. Very nice. Probably all together I've probably gotten probably about seven like if you want to add it all up, I've probably got about seven months of training in. Eight months of training in. <laughs> like straight. Nice.
1: Right. So wait, how does it work with like sort of, you know, working out, like exercise type stuff or you know, beefing up and then going on to like in ring work, you know, working through that stuff and work
2: working in the Um, I mean like if I'm if I'm working, I usually wake up in the morning time and I go work out. I try not to work out the days that I wrestle, because I just it's just too it just wears me out just working out, uh, working and then going to wrestle. So that's usually a day I take a break. But on Mondays I wake up in the morning time, go work out, go go to work, get off, have my family time. Uh, Tuesdays sleep in, go to work, wake up, go to work and go wrestle, and just continue that pattern. I uh, usually try to take off on I, on my rest the days. I try, I try to have it on Fridays. And, um, just because that's a, that's like, I have split custody of my kids. Oh, wow. So Friday. So I'm usually on the road driving, picking them up or dropping them
0: off. Dude, you're, yeah, I, that's mean, grind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm just listening to that schedule and I'm like, man, are there enough hours in the day to do that? That's crazy, man.
2: I, usually, I run, I run on about four, about four or five hours. week. <laughs> tonight and then my little power now <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we can't just Joe. he's sleeping uh,
0: he's sleeping in the break room over there he's sleeping on some pillar
2: <laughs> right. No, i mean i'm managed
1: are you on like some sort of like special like workout you got like a tr- like certain kind of trainer like specifically for that no. or uh, um i have a,
2: your... my, I have a guy i train with in wrestling named scott ollie he's um I, he's my workout buddy, and he he really pushes me. Like he he kind of changed my mindset when I got into wrestling. Because when I started off, I was I was out of shape. Like I had this this hillbilly gimmick when idea that I did that wanted to be like like you know how hillbilly gym is, right? <laughs> and I, I was like I'm to be like that. And then I started getting into started going to shows, independent shows, and I just started seeing like there's a bunch of out of shape guys, and I don't want to fall into that bracket. Like, and I started working out with working out with this guy, Scott Ali. And he just, that I trained, that I trained with and uh, he just kind of helped me get in shape and kind of just got my mind, got me, got me in a good mindset about being healthy and not just wanting to be a wrestler, just having a look. He's always, yeah, he kind of drilled in my head. If you want to play the part, you got to be the part. Nice yeah. That's,
0: dude. I mean, mindset's everything. And, and I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, I'll tell you right now, um, I saw Jojo a couple months ago when he's posting pictures on Instagram. And to see in just like maybe four or five months how far, and I, I i don't mean to put you on the spot here, but how far your body has come, bro. Like, I don't want to say you're Jack, but you're freaking Jack now, bro. You know you just what gotta, I mean? You just got to stay true to your diet, man. That's the it's, thing. Just, it's crazy, though, man. It's just like persistence. It's like really inspiring. I'm looking at you and I'm like, that's not the same guy I talked to a couple months ago, is it? <laughs> it is. I mean, um, and let's also talk about, you know, the elephant in the room. The facial hair, guys. The, the mustache. He's living the gimmick. Look at this. <laughs> the, guy Rude, the guy that Robert Rude copied and took all yeah, his gimmick.
2: <laughs> and he's wearing it better.
0: <laughs> I put that on our uh, on our Instagram, and I'm sure a lot of people were like, who who's he talking about? <laughs> you know, like, but that was my segue into your episode. I'll get your name out there and put you over, buddy. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that one. Yeah, bro. I thought you would.
1: <laughs> now, yeah. What what's sort of your gimmick now?
2: I mean, I don't really have. Are like you a, still working I, on it? Yeah, right? I'm still working. Okay. On it. I'm I'm just trying to have that that kind of old school kind of. I want to have that old school kind of bodybuilder gimmick, where I have like the shoulder strap single leg kind of.
0: Like a Ted R. C. D. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome, dude. You're gonna have like the old school strong, uh, uh, strong man gimmick.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to be, I want to do something. I want to be different. I don't want to do something like, especially in in my area. I don't want to do something that anybody else is doing, so I can stand out. People be able to remember me when the show is over with, <laughs>
0: dude. That's look, it, it, it's no coincidence, man. I mean, we're talking to Chris Hamrick. And the one thing Chris Hamrick said in in our interview—that's episode seventeen—if you guys haven't caught that, uh, bonus interview with Chris Hamrick—the one thing he said is a lot of these youngsters don't want to stand out, and it do, it doesn't matter what it is if they're talking about you after the show, then you're doing something right, and that shows me right there. I mean, a guy who's been in the business how long now, Chris Hamrick, I don't is <laughs> things like that, and you are epitomize that mentality. You just want people to remember you. It doesn't matter what for, but they might say, hey, that guy with the mustache is pretty good because no one else has a mustache like that, right? Exactly. I'm sure you thought of that that went into your th- uh, thought process when you had your look. All right?
2: Uh, I wanted I, the original idea, like when I was going back to the hillbilly gimmick, I was on, I had a big old beard at the time, and I was like, I'm going to be like a hillbilly gym kind of guy, just like a cruiserweight version, <laughs> a smaller version. And uh. <laughs> It's just the job, the jobs I work at, I had ended end up having to shave. So that's why I uh-huh.
0: mustache no good. Before last Monday, when Robert Rude decided to have that mustache, <laughs> how many people were rocking a mustache? Exactly. You know I mean? exactly. So it, it's, I mean, even then, even though I know you're saying like, oh, it was just a compromise. It, it wasn't just a compromise. You still had the wherewithal to be like, okay, this I'll is the parameters work. that I have. How can I still stand out? So, I mean, that don't, I know you're being humble, but still, man, I gotta give you credit for that. I mean, you you get you get it. But that being said, we're talking about yeah. Chris Hamrick. I think that's how we you mean you got introduced to each other, right? I think you had messaged me. and it was, right, it was. you had messaged me saying how big a fan of Hamrick you were.
2: Yeah, going going back to backyard wrestling, man. Like uh, back in my tape trading days, I had some XPW uh, DVDs, and he was on him. He was on there, and man, just the matches he had, I was just like, this is awesome um he was in like a gauntlet match one i had and, and another one was a ladder match and the ladder match he had with uh kenny chaos and that was just insane one of the best ladder matches i've ever seen um and just i emulated his style like backyard wrestling right nice. and uh, so when i was i was actually just looking for, i was in the gym looking for podcasts different podcasts and yours popped up and i seen it, and i was like oh chris hammer that's a name i haven't seen in a long time and i was like this is awesome. just getting. The- the getting to his story because you don't hear nothing on it it's, it's crazy i, I mean that
0: makes that. that makes me feel like a million bucks i thank you for that by the way that you were searching for podcasts and you just happened to stumble upon ours uh so that's just really humbling <laughs> and then ironically fate is as it is sometimes man the that's the week that we did the hamrick interview you know what i mean and you apparently yeah. um really patterned your style after chris hamrick so I mean, hey, and you're on our podcast now, so go figure. You and Chris Hamrick have both been on our podcast.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that being said, have you ever tried the Hamrick bump?
2: Oh gosh, no. I've, <laughs> no not even going to attempt it. If I, I can call
0: him it. up, if I can call him up and get him to come teach it to you, will you try it? oh yeah i'll do it then. <laughs> <laughs> i knew it <laughs> oh man we gotta we gotta make that happen man i mean you're a guy that i i definitely want chris to talk to because he you literally epitomize exactly what he's looking for in the wrestling business i mean oh, and, and that, says, that says a lot about you man i mean from setting up the ring to just eating right you're doing everything you can to be in the wrestling business i mean so um, what are your goals? I mean, ultimately, man, like what are, what's your immediate goal in the wrestling business? And then what's your ultimate goal in the wrestling business? Well,
2: my immediate goal in wrestling business is to conquer the independent scene for around my area, which would be I trained for Hurricane Pro Wrestling in Beaumont, Texas. But I want to be able to wrestle for Reality of Wrestling. Re, uh, sorry, I got tongue tied. Reality of Wrestling, which is in Houston, uh, Booker wow. T's School.
0: Right?
2: Yeah. And I want to wrestle at Wildcat. It's in um, I'm not like Charles County, New Orleans, and I mean those are the three three places I want to be. I want to be able to be real familiar with, and that's the thing about Texas is there's so many wrestling wrestling promotions down here, man. Everybody is just in this big circle.
0: Well, Texas like its own country, so I mean I I hope they (laughs) have like five different wrestling.
2: (laughs) I mean they they really do, man. And uh, there's there's also another company uh, called Fearless Out. My my buddy just brought up and that's that's another company I in the future I'd like to wrestle for but right now I just I want to get get through my training and when they think I'm
0: ready wrestle for hurricane and you know build myself there so do you have a set date for your first match
2: um i mean the, you know it's just, there's really so much to learn in wrestling I, my idea would be around august september but um like i had a little tryout match saturday and Just uh, I wrestled. We had a little mini match in front of the front of the guys that that were wrestling that day, and just kind of let them critique and pick apart our match, and just uh, how they how they told me what what stuff I need to work on. I feel like I just need to go back and work on that first. And you know, if I'm if I'm ready by by around September, then I'm ready. But if I'm not, you know, I just be a little little. Definitely by by the end
0: of the year, I'll be wrestling. I think nice. But Brandon, you had a question. I think I interrupted you.
1: Oh yeah, I, I wanted to ask him about the actual like training, the in-ring uh, training aspect. Like you know,
2: okay. Um, like what? what, what yeah, I'm yeah. Like what
1: you do? Like you yeah, train. what you do to train? Like what? What they showed you, the stuff like you work on. You <laughs> know.
2: Well, the first thing you want—they're going to teach you—is running the ropes and taking bumps, and just to make sure you land right. You want to. They they just teach you how to how to take bumps properly and run the ropes and that's usually what you go through and then do your rolls. Uh, cardio is a big thing in training. You know you don't you don't want to get winded in the match and that's what a lot of places focus on.
0: So so let me ask you this and maybe it's just because I I'm cocky with this thinking here but I've always thought right that because I've done jujitsu that bumping would be a little bit more natural for someone like me than someone who's never. Done done that before because you know in jiu-jitsu they do teach you to you know flat back and and not hit your elbows yeah um, so let me ask you since you have experience in that did it did it help you or was it a detriment or am I just completely wrong on this
2: no nah, I mean you're not completely wrong but um it's I'll, I'll tell you what I did when my the first bump I took because I'm just backyard wrestling and I've watched tough enough growing up they were like you know how to bump I'm like heck yeah man
0: it's a bump right right. <laughs>
2: I did I did the bump right, but I didn't tuck my chin, and I mean I knocked my I knocked some sense into my head on my first bump, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, I always tuck your chin. But um, just as far as the jujitsu stuff that I've learned and the stuff that you you would think about, it really goes good when you're chain wrestling when you're grappling. Um, that 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 works wonders. Like I always try to mix that up in my chain grappling is to do something because back to me saying like I want to be different. I want people to remember me. That's another thing that I work on is my jujitsu and my chain grappling. I've kind of I kind of mix that together, and I, I work like that. I work with that every train, almost every session I go to.
0: Nice. Yeah. So I mean, at least the jujitsu has helped you in in some way, but oh, not yeah. in the way that I thought. <laughs> No, Oops. I
2: mean as far as taking bumps, no, <laughs> nothing. Nothing something... prepares you for that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, and I, the first two or three weeks, man, just from taking bumps and running, hitting the ropes. Because man, the ropes, the ropes are unforgiving. <laughs> they will, they'll, you'll be whelped up all through here and all on your hip just from hitting the ropes all right. until and you think, get used I, to it.
0: I think people think they're bouncy, but they're literally like uh, most places either use cable or they use yeah, on ropes. Yeah, so they use
2: cable, and it's. I mean, you, you you tape it up and stuff, but man, it is it 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 does number on you. Like you're gonna be sore, and it took it took me a little while to get used to it.
1: Dude, that's crazy. Now, like when you're doing a match with somebody, like um, like when you're doing these matches for for the people to watch, like do you guys get to work through like the sequences that you're gonna do in the match beforehand, or do you just sort of call it on the spot, or you do a little bit of both? Well, How does that
2: work? I mean, that's that's a if you're working with like, like I was, I was Saturday. I was, it was a guy I trained with. So we're, we're so used to training with each other. We, we know, we know what they're going to want to do, you know, just by, by their body motion or they, you know, just kind of calling it. But we, we pretty much know what we're going to do. We already have in our mind what we're going to do for them.
0: But I was gonna say, so is that is that something that you, um, the two of you like sit there beforehand and you you talk a little bit about what you're gonna do, or you just go out there and trust each other? I mean, you just you just kind of go, you you talk about it. So it's funny because I I had a friend, uh, he was in here, he was here about four years ago at my house, and he was like, man, he's like, they have to script everything about that match, right? And I'm like, no, there's a lot of wrestlers who actually. Call it as they go. Yeah. And they kind of feel out the process. And he did not believe me.
2: Yeah. So no, you can, you can vouch. Level.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I, obviously it takes some skill to do that, but you can vouch that there are people to do that, right?
2: Like once you figure that out, like when you're watching a match, man, you can just be like, holy shit, they're calling for spots. <laughs> you can see, you'll, you'll pick up on it. Like, and that's the one thing that when you wrestle, when you're training, it just, it kind of shows you like what to look for in matches as far as stuff like calling it out and,
0: just spotches and stuff because you know how <laughs> So, so whenever somebody's hitting a the headlock, they're probably talking to each other.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: definitely. <laughs> you hear that, Randy red, Orton? Right.
1: <laughs> now, that's, you, that's you're, you know, you're sort of working on, you know, matches and putting them together. Um, do you see anything that sort of makes a difference between, you know, a one star match and a five star match, or like? Like, how can you like sort of elevate a match? Is there, you know, is there way to do that? Or,
2: I mean, personally, me, no, because I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be ready to have a five star match. <laughs> <laughs> i have a one star match. The man's uh, aware
0: of his limits, which uh, you, uh, right? uh, that means he has room for improvement. That's yeah. the best thing about it. Yeah.
2: I was just saying, like, like just, I couldn't tell you, like, about if I'm watching the match, like, if the right. match is a good match, but I couldn't tell you, like, oh, I couldn't look at somebody and be like, oh, this match is going to suck or this match is going to be good. Because, right. like, every time I watch a match, watch people wrestle, I'm, like, automatically think this is going to be off. They're going to do it.
0: Dude, so I have a theory about you, which is once you do have your first couple matches, I think you'll be a lot better than than you think you are. Only because, like, I can sense that you'll – probably turn on as soon as you see people in the crowd reacting to what you're doing
2: because i like attention
0: right you know and and it's one of those things where if you can feel you know we're talking about the difference between a one-star match and a five-star you know it's the difference in in my opinion if you're just kind of doing what you're doing and not paying attention to the reactions that's a one-star match but if you can change Um, you know, on the fly based on what the crowd's reacting to, you know, whether it's just one look to the crowd and a a look, or, you know, if they're chanting to do a move over again and you follow the instructions, you know what I mean? That's
2: that's stuff that I I personally have to work on is like crowd reaction and just slowing down and taking my time. Cause that's something that I was told that um, I move too fast. Like I don't let stuff, I don't let (laughs) move. Like when I do a move, I don't let it, sink in with the crowd i just i just go the next move Mm -hmm. rather than just do a move and just let it it register
0: go ahead brandon because i know why you're laughing so just go ahead and say it that's right well yeah i wanted to ask you
1: what what do you think of uh randy orton man i think he's one (laughs) of the best in the business Let's Let's me, let me, things down. Let me explain. <laughs> let me
0: explain. We've we've always thought about Randy Orton as that guy who's always telling the the green kids to like slow down and pace themselves. So like when you were talking about you know you need to slow it down, like we instantly <laughs> imagine like Randy Orton. What goes to our heads like Randy Orton tell you like Hey, pace yourself, kid. You're going too fast.
2: <laughs> if I was Kofi, he'd be yelling, "Stupid!" Yeah, <laughs> right. That's exactly. I didn't want to say it, but that's exactly yeah. where
0: that moment comes from. The stupid. Uh, <laughs>
2: Stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just um. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's just stuff you learn too, training. And it's just. It just takes time to
0: learn everything, man. Let everything register. It's great that's that you. A- it's great that you know that though, man. Like honestly, it's it's honest, when I, honestly. When I,
2: when I got into training, man, I did not know it would take this much. Th- that there was this much into wrestling. <laughs> I oh, thought man. like three months, and I'll be able to wrestle. But no. <laughs> Not even right, close.
0: which which lets you know how special someone like a Kurt Angle really is to go in oh, there yes. and then you know, three months train, six months on the main roster, win the WWE well, title. You know what I mean? That's like, not in Kurt, normal. In
2: Kurt Angle's case, man, he got he got he got a contract as as um, he was developing. You know, like they paid him to train. So he's right. in a lot better position. If I was paid to train and work out, I think I would be in a really good place right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, if not anybody's really because...
1: listening out there, we need to pay this man to train so he can speed up the process. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I, I, I've i been paying Brandon to train and he hasn't made any any progress. Yeah,
1: but... yeah not, not at all. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call me stupid, Brandon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who calls you that? <laughs> um,
2: Childhood uh, thing, man. It it went from when I was probably about fifteen or sixteen is when I stopped backyard wrestling, and just because it, like all the people I backyard wrestled with from being a kid, they kind of just went on and did did different things. Right. Um, I started just getting into work more as a kid, even being younger. You know, my dad really drilled work ethic in me. <laughs> like always having to work. So i would always I always play video games with the head dude with wrestling. Um like I'm sixty four and whatnot. Yeah and, and No Mercy. You play some No Mercy. <laughs> oh dude, I got that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. I yeah. could I could rock you in some No Mercy <laughs> right now.
2: Man I I'm a I'm a big I'm a big collector on old school video games I actually just bought all the Super Nintendo the wrestling games for well almost all the Super Nintendo games that had to do with wrestling from Raw the cool. Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and whatnot but um yeah. just I didn't really have a have a whole lot of, like between sixteen and now you know it was just watching wrestling playing games I didn't really get get to get into it till. I was 29, and that's when I decided to to get, to actually follow it. And I was, I seen, I had Googled something, our independent promotions for around my area, and Hurricane Pro Wrestling popped up on YouTube, so I started watching some of their matches, and I was like, that is awesome. And uh, just, I looked him up on Facebook and got his number, and, the rest history
0: <laughs> so what was the like aha moment that made you go okay i'm gonna train now and so you're you're 29 at the time right and yeah. what's what's the moment that you were like i'm just gonna do this thing
2: well i didn't want to do jiu-jitsu you know more just because i didn't want to get hurt and
0: so was it that elbow I... thing that made you that <laughs> made you completely just go you know what i'm gonna try wrestling
2: no 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 it wasn't it was um just the that got me to not do it because it was I was I was scared I was gonna get really hurt and not be able to work and if I can't work I can't pay bills if I can't pay bills and can't take care of my family. <laughs> so, uh, but I always wrestled because we have WWE Network. My youngest son is a huge Mark for wrestling like me and always wants to wrestle. He's a big Finn Balor fan, Demon, and every time he sees him, he he tries to wrestle like him. So I always <laughs> wrestle with him on the bed and my my wife would told me that like, you're really good at wrestling. Like you should try that. And that's when I started looking up independent promotions, but she, she, she was like supported me the whole way. Like she got She got me into it. Like she kept my, not into it, but you know, she made it easier for me to get into well,
0: the support. Support means everything, man. I mean, like the, the two biggest examples I can look at in your life are your dad supporting you when you were younger and then your wife supporting you when you're older. So, I mean, just right there, there are two very awesome individuals that have helped you on this, on this dream of yours. And I mean, that final push from your wife, you know, the person that you've had kids with and been supporting when she finally supported you, I mean, like, would you, do you think that's the aha moment right there? You're like, if she says I can do it, I'm going to try this damn thing.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause I mean, like I said, like she's, I wouldn't have to stress about stuff being at the house that she's there to help me, you know, like she's. She helps me with my boys when we have them, cause are they're her, they're her, my, my boys are her stepkids, and she, like, she's an awesome stepmom. She takes care of them when she makes it possible for me to go work out. She makes everything possible for me, like, work out. She keeps me on on a right meal plan. She, you know, she's she keeps me. She make sure I get up to go train and all, everything. Like, she she helps me out so much.
0: That's awesome, man. And I feel like uh, spouses um, supporting people's dreams. I think they don't get enough credit sometimes. I mean, just listening to you there. I mean, like that's, that's half the work right there is like, she's keeping you very much on track with the diet and, and just focusing on your dream. You know, it's, it's times like that when the the days you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, this is hard. And then she's there ready with a meal for you saying, no, you got to stick to your diet. This is what we're doing. I'm sure that means the world to you. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Definitely. And it, you know, it's just, what well, benefits me benefits her, you know. If I'm if I'm happy, she's happy, if she's happy, I'm
0: happy. Right. There you go. You hear she that, Brandon? Really, she knows a really like <laughs> wrestling, so Brandon, why can't you be this supportive for me, bro? You know I know you're just my <laughs> podcast partner, but like you, you you're still a partner you can so much world. more. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Do you want me to start prepping your meals? Is that yes? yes.
0: <laughs> and then maybe I can train too and become buff like Jojo over here. <laughs> Just
2: gotta, just gotta work out, man. So yeah.
0: <laughs> you gotta lift, bro. Okay. So you talked there. about what we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so, you talked about your immediate goals, but what is your eventual goal in the wrestling business? Um, like I, hey,
2: I don't set my. I don't. My,
0: I, if you had one big goal.
2: Oh, definitely to get paid to wrestle. That would be my goal. My my big goal is to get paid to wrestle and work out. <laughs> if I can make a living and take care of my family doing that, then I would that I'd be a, I'd be one happy camper.
0: <laughs> but man, I that's, mean just That's awesome though, that that's your goal. Like, you know, some some people would say like to be to main event WrestleMania or to be the WWE champion, but the fact that like I don't know, that says a lot about you, man, that your goal is like if I can support my family while doing something I love, then I've made it. Yeah, that's like, cool. I'm
2: not. I don't. I don't set my goals too high. Like if um if if I if I if someone if they were to pay me like, hey, you're gonna be a jobber, be like, okay? <laughs> Y'all gonna pay me to just still get in the ring? I'm okay with that. <laughs> all
0: right, that's awesome, man. That's that's awesome. But I, I think you know some people might take that wrong, but it it's more so that you know the fact that you get to do it all. It just would mean the world to you, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I wanted to ask about the uh, the tattoos.
2: Do you incorporate any of the tattoos oh.
1: into the actual wrestling, oh, that's the wrestling the, gimmick? That's the
2: biggest style clash I have, man. Is my tattoos because my gimmick is it's going to be semi colorful, but it's going to be old school. And then I know, like my superhero tattoos and my Mario tattoos <laughs> and my Pokemon tattoos. It's just a big style clash. And I thought about stuff for it to cut co- to wear to cover it up, but I mean I. Don't, all right. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I go down that road one day. You'll figure just got to come out. up, yeah, gotta gotta come gotta up with
0: a explanation. You got to be <laughs> yeah. like, I got drunk one night. My boys tattooed this crap on me, and I hate, I, I wear them every day because I remember that there are people in this world that hate me. And, you know, just, just, go with it. just work it into your gimmick, and it, it'll all work itself out. You're like, I hate Pokemon. I don't even know why I have this. <laughs> oh, man. Or you can say you can say your son made you get it, you know?
2: <laughs> I mean that's yeah yeah you come up with really, something. Yeah, I'll come up with something. But yeah, I mean I thought I thought about wearing like sleeves for it, but I, I don't know. I still gotta get my gimmick together too. So it's it's all still a work.
0: And hide progress. the guns though? You're gonna wear sleeves and hide the guns yeah. that you've earned? It's
2: not good. <laughs> oh man, sacrifices, brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Just wear long overalls, but then it, it'll defeat the purpose of even going to the gym.
2: <laughs> man, I, I, was, I was dead set on a big beard and overalls. And I was like, that's going to hide my big belly. <laughs> when, oh, but, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, like even just training and, and just being, being around the people that you train with and uh, just developing a good relationship with them people, man, they, they change your mindset 100%. So, they definitely changed mine.
0: So you're, you're from Texas, right, originally?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, originally from Texas. <laughs> um, did you watch any like world class growing up or anything like that? Or you you actually probably a little bit too young nah. for that, right?
2: I mean, I, I watch a bunch of older stuff now. Right. Um, I, I watch actually watched some like AWA videos. I remember my mom having some old AWA VHSs that was her grandpa's and or yeah, her grand it was not her grandpa's but it was her dad's and uh, just videos she had. And I would watch those and but they were just like really old school, old school videos. But like, as far as watching anything in like attitude era is pretty much where it kicked off of me.
0: Nice. Okay. That's, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Like what, what your favorite era was and what your favorite uh, wrestling organization was.
2: (laughs) I mean, attitude era, definitely. Uh, I was when ECW came out with one night, when one Night stand happened to come out come around, that was, I started getting into ECW looking for, uh, old DVDs vhs VHSs of ECW, so I start following that. Before this is before this is pre-network, WWE network.
0: I know kids. I, I'm sure your kids, for example, have no idea how lucky they have it because, like, we used to have to find, like you said, you used to go find your grandpa's old tapes, and like that was like, you know, that was like your network right there. You're like, oh, old yeah, tapes. Was. I don't, I don't even know what the hell's on it, but I'm gonna go watch Man. it because it says wrestling on it. I
2: had a closet full of VHS tapes and D- I still got collections of DVDs. I still buy DVDs just because I like to have physical copies. And uh, that's like my oldest son. He's a big gamer, and he uh, he always wants to download games. He does download games, but I always buy the actual physical games because I tell him I was like, it's easy to trade, man. Like if you get tired of playing it, I could play it. You know, if you get it on if you download it, I can't play it. <laughs>
0: You hear Brandon. Yeah. Brandon is definitely uh, a proprietor of, of physical media. Uh, I'm more of like a digital person, but I have like a whole bookshelf full of deep wrestling DVDs, too. But Brandon always is like physical media. You know, stop downloading that crap. Have a, yeah, yeah.
1: a dinosaur, bro. I got like shoeboxes full hey, of uh, way, <laughs> full his, of DVDs. <laughs> his eyes—it was just
0: funny watching, though. I know our viewers can't see it, but Brandon's eyes were lit up when you started talking about physical media. <laughs> yeah, he even uh, he even still rocks like VHS's, his uh, man. yeah VHSs. I mean, my parents have them somewhere in a, in a basement somewhere of of all the wrestling mm-hmm. tapes that I have. I used to tape every pay per view, every Raw, every SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, got I have
2: that was a. The... Oh, go ahead,
0: go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was gonna say I I had my own network, and I'm sure you did too.
2: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I started watching um SmackDown. I'm um, trying to think, like around WrestleMania 2000, uh, WrestleMania, 2000 WrestleMania 20. Uh, Guerrero, the grows with Eddie Guerrero. In, in that yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. that was that was like the time I was always recording SmackDown, and because I love watching Eddie Guerrero wrestle and Chavo Guerrero and just like that. Yeah. Angle on all them like I love watching their matches and I always record and just study, study, study them. And that's just like they were a big inspiration for me. Like, give me, give me a wrestling. top
0: three. Give me a top three for guys you pattern yourself after. Oh gosh, right.
2: Uh Christian. Um Christian's one of them definitely that I would pattern myself after. Um I watch a lot of like right now, Gen- the Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Uh, oh, I love yeah. him. I love Gentleman Jack <laughs> Gallagher. <laughs> I'm a big fan of him, man, and uh, I watched, like, I, I studied him, like, his moves and stuff, but I feel like I, I would be around that same.
0: He stands that out. Same- That's the thing. He's, he stands out, too, like the Cruiserweight Classic. Like, he was a guy oh, that, God, like, really, man. so many so many guys were, like, good, but I was like, who the hell is this guy? Because I knew <laughs> a lot of the names, the Zack Sabre Juniors and all that, but I had no idea who he was, and he was the guy I was talking about after the show, so, I mean, that was a good guy to pick
2: um let's see because like i mean i just as far as style wise man it's really hard for me to just think of people but i mean like carlito is another one i like i like to wrestle <laughs> like watching wrestle and i was like i can i can i can
0: kind of imitate him right. too dude the one thing i will give you props for is a lot of people usually say edge over christian so what made you you know gravitate towards christian as opposed to edge
2: Ah, he was just—he was just underrated, man. Even like being as a kid, I loved watching him. Just he was a uh, just I like especially when he came into his own, like when he had his little Intercontinental title run, and um, he just—he was a good actor to me. <laughs> like not actor, entertainer. He was a good entertainer to me. Yeah, dude. I... Um, when he got when he came when he got into TNA, I, man, I'm marked him out. <laughs> TNA, TNA, I was so happy to see him in TNA.
0: Dude, he he was criminally uh underutilized in the WWE when circa like 2005 when he was doing the uh uh Captain Charisma gimmick, he should have won a world title. He was so
2: over he man. was a that, lot I did not understand that.
0: People people forget that, but like it was to the point where especially now in you know after Edge has won so many world titles there was there were rumblings that Christian deserved the world title before edge even got to that point cuz remember oh edge edge didn't start to do his rated r stuff till about 2006 so this was yeah, 2005 yeah. and christian was like on the verge of winning a world title at least we thought so
2: yeah, at WWE, man. The Vince McMahon man likes the bigger guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is.
0: Christian, let me give you a shout out, bro. I was one of your peeps at that time. Like, I, I used to make, like, custom Titan Trons, and I made, like, seven of them for him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll definitely say, man, man. Like, I'm big big fan
0: of him back in the day. Hell
1: yeah. Oh, yes. About. Oh, the... hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, about the uh, mustache. Even though we mentioned this earlier, really, but uh, really like well, my yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I, yeah, yeah, I want to know.
0: been a point of like Brandon's been asking about this mustache before we yeah. went on air. <laughs> while yes. we're on
1: air. Yeah, <laughs> we got to know what kind of product oh, are I you using? What it. are we using here? Are we like doing a special kind of cut?
2: Yeah. No, should... um, the mustache just grows out. Um, I just shave around it, and I have curly hair, but So it it just kind of. Naturally, just curls up, and I just kind of tweak it. Boom, and it works. Are there any uh, like? One side, uh, one side uh, curls out really well, but the other side just wants to kind of do, do that. So always, I'm I'm constantly I'm self conscious about it. Always got to twist it.
0: Right. So do you do you identify more with the Iron Sheik now? Because the Iron Sheik was always twisting that mustache. Now, do you understand why? <laughs> Not know why. It's <laughs> a work, but <bro. laughs> It's a work. <laughs> you got you got
2: you got to give it attention. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. yeah like man, during man, interviews, man. he'd be like, let me tell you something. Gene Mean, and he's always twirling this. Like, I thought it was just like to heal it up, but like now I'm right. understanding that he was just probably trying to keep it nice and curled.
2: There's, there's like some moves I work on in the ring when I'm wrestling. Like, I, the Ravishing Rick Rude, um, when he does his neck breaker. Right. That's a move that I like to do, but like, I you go know, neck breaker I'll pull the yeah. Out, I'll drop. Yeah. And then God, like, freaking the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, there's another one where if I want to hit somebody with a shoulder, but I just kind of look at the crowd, pull the mustache, and then kick dirt on them, and just start running for an elbow drop or something. <laughs> so I try using the—I I, want to use the mustache, incorporate the mustache in my, in my, in the ring when I'm wrestling.
0: Nice. That's a big plan for me. You that Robert Rude—you don't just have a mustache; <laughs> you
2: incorporate. <laughs> yeah, and then uh... oh, I went blank for a second there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just so a storm over here. So Latin is like popping off in the background. Oh, it,
0: it's all you're also distracted by Brandon just really ogling, like ogling your mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on, grow, grow one out, bro.
0: Dude, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't grow right, man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if I got to put something on my grow face. Here in
2: the center, like I couldn't grow like a full mustache. Like in the center, it's ball, but it's like, so it's like enough gap where it just you know, it just yeah. grows out perfectly for me.
1: They're is
0: is really staring at this camera this and is, trying to yeah, figure... trying
1: to figure out like what what can I do here? I might just do a false. Would you ever think about doing like a false beard so you can still do the big beard thing that you wanted to do?
2: <laughs> no, man, no, I'm I'm through with beard. <laughs> I, I'd love to have a goatee, man, one day. Like I would, I wouldn't mind having like a little goatee and then having the mustache yeah. also.
1: Can, yeah, one can day, you do? One day was that? I was saying, yeah. Can you do like a goatee for work? Get no, I can't. I can't,
2: have, uh, I can't have no hair right here because if um, I work in a chemical plant, oh wow. And okay. If I'm if I'm in an area where I have to wear a face mask, it has to be able to suck on my face perfect and not have no facial hair right here to block the seal.
0: So, this so trend? this podcast because of Brandon, this podcast has disintegrated <laughs> into 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, a 15 minute conversation about facial on. hair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brandon, we'll phone him afterwards. Yeah. He'll give you tips on the mustache. Hey, that you way next week. Brother. Yeah. Right. Next week uh, you can get be on the gram. For this podcast with a mustache. All right. Yeah, I'm getting
1: on the gram. We'll see what's going on here.
0: <laughs> it doesn't look like you're <laughs> playing with Instagram. I'll just say it like that.
1: Wait. No, 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 yeah, I'm definitely. For, yeah, this is. Yeah, what are you not, doing? No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, none of that.
0: Not while we have a guest on. I will I don't know. Um, After that conversation, I'm, I'm kind of worried. He's, he's, he's
2: googling how to girl with thicker mustache. Right. <laughs> that's just all. What, I'm
1: just looking it up, man. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. This is fantastic. No, just, um, I mean, I'm. Just, I mean, I
2: really love wrestling. I love training, and uh, that's just I. I like I said before, I treat I treat training like a craft, like a like I do in construction. Like I'm just want to put the work in and get better at it. And I feel like I get better every every time I train. Just it's just a work in progress, and it takes time to to get where you want to go. You'll get now, there, man. Yeah. And are I, they
1: recording your, your training now? Like you got tapes of your no, training now to when, watch um, it
2: back or? When like my wife comes, she'll she'll train, or I'll somebody I'll ask somebody. Usually I don't like to ask to, to record too much because yeah. it's just like. I don't want, I don't want like nobody to think like I'm just trying to record it. I just don't want people to think I'm going to be just recording everything all the time. But I okay. will record it personally because I like to study myself, like how I move and how I look, like because I can't really see myself work.
0: <laughs> Dude, DDP, I mean, I give you credit. I, I'm sure you've heard the stories. DDP used to do that. He used to set up oh, a yeah, camera, yeah, set up the
2: fucking camera, and, yeah, yeah I heard, I heard and about just that. watch
0: everything back. I mean like you said, it's like you, you can only do so much. I mean, you can feel the movements in the ring, but it's not like you can see what the audience sees unless you set up a camera. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, dude, again, I'm just going to give you credit because you're, it seems like you're going for like perfecting every aspect of yourself in the wrestling business. I mean, dude, I really admire that about you, man. It just,
2: I want everything to be perfect when I, well, that's all I talk about with, my buddies I train with, like when I wrestle, and that's everybody's goal, I would imagine. When you wrestle, you want everything to be on point. You want your, you want your style, your, your gimmick. You want your, the way you move in the ring. To you want all that, you want all to come together when, first, when, Dude, when you first, debut. It
0: is, it is, but you know, I've I've talked to some people. You know, I'm not going to mention names, but I've I've talked to one or two people, and sometimes you can hear when someone's a dreamer, and you can hear when someone else is willing to put in the work. You know, cause some, it's easy to, you know, I don't want to say easy, you know, I I respect anybody that trains and and pursues wrestling as, as, you know, and pursues their passion. But sometimes you hear people are like, yeah, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to be the best wrestler in the world. And then, you know, they're out of shape. They're not going to the gym. They're not working on their gimmick. They think they can do a badass gimmick and just have a hard rock song and call it a day, not stand out, et cetera, et cetera, not focus on what they look like in the ring. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, I've told you this on uh, Instagram. I've said, I can see that you have a star quality about you just because you're thinking about the intricacies of the business. Whereas the majority of people who are on the independent scene, and again, I'm talking about the majority, not the select few who are absolutely amazing. But the majority are just dreamers sometimes in, in the business. And not to knock, that the, is, man. Not to knock them, but still.
2: Oh man, I get, it. there's, I constantly get messages from people or people that I work with or just people in the area that say they want to wrestle and it's just like, they they tell me all this stuff they want to do as far as their entrance and stuff. I'm like, man, you, if you want to wrestle, you got to get through training first. You got to, you got to get through taking that first bump. <laughs> get it? Cause you'll notice that too. Like when you, when you train, you'll see people come in and out, you know, cause they, they have this idea that they want to wrestle and they get out there and they're like, okay, you know what? Kind of beat up. <laughs> Just after they, after a few few weeks or a few days of taking bumps, they they realize they don't want to do it.
0: Right, and I think you know, like to quote a famous bodybuilder, uh, Ronnie Coleman. I think that he has <laughs> the funniest <laughs> saying that I've ever heard, which is uh, it is true though. He's like, you know, everybody want to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to lift some heavy ass weights. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like, it goes back to that, which is like, I think everyone, everyone wants to play wrestler and say, oh, I can do that. I'm bigger than that guy on TV. Like, you know, I'm sure they look at AJ Styles. and go, I'm bigger than that guy. Literally, if you watch, actually, all jokes aside, if you watch a video on our YouTube of AJ Styles debut from our angle, there's a drunk dude in front of me that's shouting, I'm bigger than his ass too. Oh god! And it's like it's it's exactly that. That's the mentality that some people have. It's like oh, just because I'm bigger or just because I look like this guy can do it. But there's so much more that goes to that because there's a reason why five foot eight AJ Styles was you know one of the longest reigning WWE champions of all time. It's not just because he's some five eight dude that they decided oh he looks like everybody we're gonna let him you know be the champion. It's because (laughs) yeah, he put the work in. I mean he won his first WWE champion at, you know, in his late thirties, almost 40 when he won that That's title. Like, insane, right? That, was, I that mean, was another
2: thing like I marked out about just seeing AJ finally in WWE, something I didn't, didn't think I'd ever see.
0: So I, I will say this uh, for me personally, that set a lot of things in emotion for me and, and I, I don't ever really say it, but AJ Styles debuting in WWE made me feel like maybe I shouldn't, Be so down on myself for being thirty and wanting to start this thing. I'm definitely man.
2: Never, never, never downplay your age, bro. Like you're never, never too old to do anything. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta get. Only way you're gonna know if you can do it is just getting in there. That's
1: it. Oh yeah, I wanted (laughs) to ask. uh, Do you have any? You know, you're just getting into it recently. Were there any like crazy like hazing rituals
2: that (laughs) were going
1: to like repay your dues? Oh gosh, Um,
2: no. I mean. Hurt, Nothing he can tell us on training. air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean no, you just I mean you just pay the way the way people out here think you or the way wrestlers pay their dues is setting up, training, um working security, doing that kind of stuff, man. And like that's stuff I enjoy. So I don't really look at it as paying my dues. And I'm in construction also, so when building a ring is a lot like building a scaffold to right. I me, mean, also. It's it's I enjoy scaffold building, so I really enjoy building a ring because <laughs> I know as soon as I set that ring up. I get to go running it, right? Um, the the worst, but out of training. I actually went to Reality of Wrestling in Houston, which is Booker T School, and man, that that was. If you want to talk about hazing, they they ran me in the dirt <laughs> like they pushed me <laughs> like nobody, and that's that's what kind of that one that and my buddy Scott. The, those two things are kind of what got me into wanting to get in better shape. Cause I got so winded, man. I wanted to throw up when I got done with training, and I was sore for like three days straight. Like, felt like dead. That's how. That's how hard they ran me, and I knew they they blew you up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I mean, I never tapped out or anything, man. But, dudes, like that was that was hardcore. And and I knew, I knew after I left that night, like I got to get in better shape. I'm never gonna let that happen again. And now, I'm just I mean, I, I run hard i train hard and i mean i just try to make i, I hope i don't get blown up like that but you see that's <laughs> yeah,
0: dude I, i'm I putting go. you over so much but it's just again i want to point out to our listeners you know why do you think they did that though they did that to basically see what you're made of because you you had a choice after that which is either screw the screw this wrestling nonsense i don't want to do this this is too hard or i'm never going to let that shit happen again exactly. i'm going to make sure that the next time they try to do that that I'm in better shape than I am right now. Yeah, that was definitely so like
2: a maker to break it for me.
0: <laughs> and I mean, like that says a lot about you because some people would have, you know, not even physically, but mentally broke after that. And you decided, no, I'm coming back in better shape and they'll they'll never be able to do that to me again. So I think that right there says everything we need to know about you, man. Um, all right, guys, um, I think we've kept JoJo long enough. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, Giving us an hour of your time, man. Uh, before I'm we let you up. go, though, uh, before we let you go, any last words? Anything you want to say?
2: Um, yeah, man. Real quick, on June fifteenth at Ford Park Arena, we're gonna have a show out there for Hurricane Pro Wrestling's gonna have a show, and I mean, it's it's a really they put on really awesome shows around here. If you want to follow them, they have they have Instagram, they are they on Facebook, but yeah, man, just look out for them. We, we post we post content all the time. On there, so you can see matches. Like we're gonna start posting at least one match a week up until the show. So if you follow me on Facebook, man, that's something to look out for. And, and do you support don't, do your, support you... your independent wrestlers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I I have a friend that's uh told me the same thing. Support your indie wrestling in Florida, man. Uh, in our case, but uh <laughs> what is what is the Instagram handle so people can follow uh Hurricane Pro Wrestling? It's at,
2: at HurricanePro dot com. What the heck? <laughs> at Hurricane
0: at Hurricane Pro. All right, same thing on Facebook? Same thing on Facebook. So, guys, at Hurricane Pro, so you can see some of those full matches. And then soon enough, we'll be seeing JoJo's matches on there. By then, he's probably not going to be named JoJo. He'll probably have <laughs> some, some badass gimmick name. that we, It'll we be Joseph will... Black. Joseph <laughs> Black. Is that your name there?
2: Yeah, that's my full name.
0: That should have been the first question we asked. We're all the way at the end of the podcast. Oh, man. And (laughs) we forgot to ask you what your gimmick name is. So we're (laughs) we're here with Mr. What was it? Joseph Black, you said? Yeah, Joseph Black. Joseph Black. That's a badass name. As he twirls his (laughs) must. Live in the gimmick, brother. Live in the gimmick. Hey, but... But, JoJo, man, we want to thank you so much, man. This has been a great interview. Uh, I'm glad that we finally got to have you on and get the experience of a pro wrestler in training, man. So thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you having me,
2: buddy.
0: Oh, anytime, man. And, and Brandon, anything you want to say? Yeah, man. I'm loving the
1: tats. You're looking jacked. (laughs) You got the stash going. We're excited oh, for I'll these matches, man. Yeah,
0: you we're, got we're you waiting. got at least you we're got at least waiting. one fan in Brandon after this episode because Brandon Brandon's loving the mustache and the tattoos. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm happy to hear that,
2: man. <laughs> there you go, man. Y'all <laughs> Y'all have a fan in me as well, so
0: <laughs> awesome, man. We We appreciate your support, man. And, and this has been awesome, man. Have a good night, right, man. Right. Thank you so much. Right. Have a good night. Kenny, for your thoughts. All right, guys, and that was our interview with jojo woods joseph woods what do you think about it brandon
1: you know what he's just got a good head on himself you know and he's uh he's getting down and dirty he's learning his craft and uh it seems like he's gonna stick with it i mean even he, he's got all the support system from his family uh to prep his meals <laughs> this guy's ready to go <laughs> man
0: dude i i think i think he's such a humble guy and like he was so gracious in that interview and and You know, he I remember he was messaging me beforehand. He's like, oh, man, I hope it's good. And I hope and I said, dude, it'll be great. We'll just have a conversation. And dare I say, it was a very, very good episode. You know what I mean? It's it's so cool. We haven't had that perspective yet. We've had someone who's, you know, literally working for WWE on here. We've had fans who, you know, super fans, if you will. Uh, We've had, you know, people who've been influenced in their music by professional wrestling um, and you know, other podcast hosts, were, you know, great podcast hosts, but we've never had someone who is training to be a professional wrestler on this podcast. Well, in your maybe, maybe in, in your case, you're talking about Josiah's probably training on yeah, you know, I think not I telling think anybody.
1: Yeah. I think he's working this. <laughs> so
0: I was gonna say so. In your head, we we have had one before, but yeah. all jokes aside, um, yeah, JoJo's got a good head and his shoulders, man. It's just I can't wait to see what he does in the wrestling business. Um, the fact that he's just like, you know, I just want to wrestle. It's almost like not about getting to WWE. It's just about making a living doing this. So he's, you know, I, I admire that, man. Some people are so like, they only see the end goal. You know, they're like, oh, I want to be WWE champion. That sometimes you miss out on the the practical first goal, which is like, I just want to be comfortable doing this for a living and be happy. And then everything else will come after that. I admire that. man. I admire him as a man and as an individual.
1: Fantastic man. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Your <laughs> transition. We so we talked about that on uh when we went after the interview. Uh we talked about that that Brandon's transition in the podcast is hell yeah.
1: <laughs> Dang it.
0: So I want you to pay attention. I want yeah. somebody, I will give a free a Kenny for your thoughts a logo t-shirt. From ProWrestlingTees.com slash for your thoughts to anybody who's willing to go through every episode <laughs> and just make a compilation video of Brandon saying hell yeah. and <laughs> we will count the number of times. I will, I'm will. i so serious. If you're willing to do that, I will give you a free t-shirt. I am uh, so serious when I say that. Um, but guys, yeah, seriously help us pay the bills. Go on ProWrestlingTees.com slash for your thoughts. I'm I don't know about you, Brent. I'm so proud that we're on pro wrestling tees. Like, yeah, I don't we're on see there how you're with making like, this happen. Yeah, dude, we're we're up there with all elite wrestling, and uh, Joey Ryan's penis is on there. Yeah, you know, man. like, come on, like all jokes side. I mean, we're there with Josiah wrestling Wrestle flow. Like, we're there with some great company, man. And I'm so humbled that they would even consider us. Because I'm gonna tell everybody here right now, I didn't pay $75 or whatever that startup fee was. They, I just literally talked, you know, to them and and they approved our stuff. They were so gracious. I mean, honestly, I feel like we earned it, you know. Uh, So thank you so much to Pro Wrestling Tees and definitely go cop. We got two T-shirts on there. Uh, If we sell 25, we can design, we can do more than four designs. So that's the limit right now. We got a couple more designs on the way, um, uh, including one that a lot of people have already requested of Brandon. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but a lot of people have been requesting a design of Brandon and I'm going to give it to them. Just give me some time to design it myself. Yeah. Look, I can design shirts. I designed this one for my mortgage yeah. company, so I'd be I could do it. We got it.
1: Can you get like uh, a uh, African, like the Africa, African continent, like? It, I, like
0: I don't think I want year. to. Like, <laughs> I don't. Like I don't shit. think I want to. But that being said, guys, yeah. um, did want to remind you: subscribe to us on YouTube. Give the episode a thumbs up. I can't stress that enough. It moves us up in the search. Um. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, African Talk Radio, yeah, um, <laughs> Podbean, Stitcher, uh, whatever you listen to your podcast on. Please give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you for the continued support. We wouldn't be where we are right now on ProWrestlingTees.com without your support, guys. Because if we had 50 followers who were not engaging in our content, they would have definitely denied us. Um, but they saw how strong our social media presence is um, and approved us. So also, that should I should remind everybody, I haven't been, and yet our numbers are so strong. Please uh, follow us on Instagram, at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast, on Twitter, which is steadily growing, at KennyPodcast, and if you are still on Facebook or your grandmother is on Facebook, by all means, facebook.com slash
1: yeah, Kenny you for your thoughts
0: podcast. Wait, wait, I gotta say the link again. You interrupted me. Facebook.com slash Kenny for your thoughts podcast. What were you saying? I was saying if we started the MySpace up, oh, but we have a MySpace, uh, MySpace.com slash Kenny for your thoughts podcast, Zanga.com slash Kenny for your thoughts podcast, uh, WWF chat, uh, AOL chat room. Uh, at a You for Your Thoughts podcast CDOS slash slash backslash uh, run slash a You Free Your Thoughts podcast slash Africa slash <laughs>
1: <laughs> no <laughs> Obama, Obama.
0: Oh, Brandon Brandon you killing me this, but, uh, anyway guys uh, in all seriousness thank you so much for the support we wouldn't be where we are without you so thank you to every single one of you Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good night, and Brandon. Any last words?
1: Hey, baba Ebola.
0: Wow. So well, I don't let you end the podcast. But take care, guys.